You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? It is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez. As you guys know, I am a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host of the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome to your Thursday episode of the Locked On Rams podcast. As always, you guys know I appreciate you for coming back to me here at the Locked On Rams pod and diving in for another episode with me. And you guys know how we like to do the Thursday episode around here. It's always a big board Thursday as we keep getting closer to the NFL draft. It's coming up in less than two weeks now. We're going to keep hammering this angle like I mentioned on yesterday's episode with my guy Brad Motter. The draft is obviously super important for many reasons. We know that. And that's why I want to kind of take a look at some of the prospects that I finally had a chance to look at. Going into this update of the Big Board Thursday, we're going to take a look at three prospects in specific that I got to watch. Linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, cornerback slash safety Elijah Molden, as well as edge rusher Aziz Ojulari. And I also want to take a look at a seven-round mock draft from Dane Brugler of The Athletic. I think this one is going to be a lot more important than the ones we've looked at in the past, simply because of how plugged in Dane is with the NFL. Obviously, he's going to have some idea of where certain players are going to be available in which ranges, which guys may not be available in certain ranges. So going to be fun to take a look at what he has available where the Rams pick or roughly where the Rams pick. We can kind of dissect things going from there. But I want to take a look at first the players that I did get to watch and take some nice notes on here. We're going to start with Elijah Molden, the cornerback slash safety. This is an important breakdown. So I made sure to kind of look extra carefully at his game the Rams did interview Elijah Molden as well as some other guys from that Washington Huskies defense so this is a guy who has a lot of positional versatility lined up a lot at safety has the ability to actually kick down into that nickel spot if Rams fans remember sort of like LaMarcus Joyner who used to play for the Rams played some safety played some nickel and he kind of has that skill set so I comped him to Tyron Matthew, I think he moves like Tyron Matthew. He looks a lot like Matthew does on the field in terms of breaking down ball carriers, tackling the way he can actually blitz, can do a lot of different things. So let's dive into the notes here. My notes say he lines up at safety on early downs and can kick into the nickel spot when offenses line up in 11 personnel so he can go in and guard the slot receiver. Takes good angles to ball carriers in the running game or when chasing down ball carriers. A little bit of a shoddy tackler who needs to slow down a bit and just do a little bit better of a job of breaking down ball carriers. Very good closing speed when tracking offensive players. Very solid at working forward to play the run. Can avoid blockers and will stick his nose right in there. Very, very physical player even though he has a small stature. He has experience playing in too high, rotating to single high coverage, or even kicking down into the box. So kind of continuing that theme of that positional versatility like we talked about. Clearly a small stature, a small frame. I don't love his work in press coverage. I think he needs to be more patient at the line of scrimmage and just be a little bit less overly physical. He's a capable blitzer. He has the versatility to basically do everything at a very solid level. Maybe nothing at a spectacular level, but you know what you're getting every time out of this guy. It's going to help the defense a bunch that he joins with disguising pre and post snap coverages by way of his versatility. You can line him up anywhere on that back end and... You know, since he's able to do so many different roles, he's going to be able to shift into a different role post-snap, and that's going to allow him to obviously do a lot of things on the back end. 
Very bouncy player with very nice feet. Probably better suited to play zone coverage where he can use his instincts and his eyes versus playing guys in tight man coverage. So really like Elijah Molden. We're going to talk about in the next segment where I actually slotted him on the big board update. I actually think he would be a solid pick for the Rams if they do decide to go corner early or for whatever reason he drops to that third round, which I think he'll probably be gone by that 88th pick, which is the first pick the Rams have in the third round. But a very solid player. I don't know if he's exactly the type that the Rams are going to be looking for, but clearly a very versatile player, very physical. I like his game. I think he could bring a lot to the table for a defense. And the Rams did just lose John Johnson, so they can use a very versatile piece back there. I think that's one of the underrated parts of what John Johnson brought to the team last season was, yeah, he was a great player. He was an elite talent in my opinion, but you never really knew what the Rams were going to run pre and post snap. His ability to really do everything allowed the Rams to really do a good job of disguising their coverages. And that was something that they obviously lost when Johnson took off in free agency. And, you know, I went back to watch Terrell Burgess's snaps last year and Jordan Fuller was injured at the time, but Burgess played a lot in that back end with Taylor Rapp and the Rams were a lot less disguisable. They looked very basic in terms of what they were running. 95% of the time, I would say of those snaps that Burgess had, he was dropping into single high and Taylor Rapp was kicking down into the box and not really playing any single high. Very, very rarely was actually going backwards. So I think they could use some of that versatility going into next season. Now I want to take a look at edge rusher Aziz Ojulari of Georgia. I love this guy. I think he's one of the best edge rushers in the class. Probably going to go in round one. If he, for whatever reason, does drop out of round one, I think he's going to get snatched up very, very quickly in the top of the second round. So, you know, looking at him, very active hands and looks to use them on pretty much every rush. Displayed a barrage of pass rushing moves and has the counters to win late in reps, even if he doesn't win off the initial snap. Physical player, and it shows up against the run time and time again. Violent player who looks to inflict his physicality. Tough against the run, uses his size and strength well to hold up at the point of attack can corner on a dime when rushing up the arc. One of the most advanced pass rushers in this class by way of hand usage and pass rush moves. So much intention in his pass rush plan. Absolutely love this aspect of his game. Athletic player, and it shows up when he's chasing down runs from the backside. Can knife across the face of tackles using his speed. Has dropped into coverage a lot and can absolutely play a spot drop zone role. So think of like, you know, dropping into the flat and not really being asked to drop too far back murdered Cincinnati's backup left tackle. If you recall in that game, James Hudson, this was the playoff game between Cincinnati and Georgia. James Hudson, their starting left tackle, got ejected, I believe, for, I can't recall what, but the backup left tackle came in, and Ojulari, I swear to you, just absolutely ate this guy's lunch. And last note, love the timing of his two-hand swipe and has nice explosion out of his plant foot to flatten his path to the quarterback. Pretty much sums up what I think of him as a player. I think the guy's a stud. One of the best pass rushers in this class. I think from day one, he's going to be an impact edge rusher, both in the running game as well as a pass rusher. And ultimately, if a guy like this does drop to the Rams, which I'm not expecting, I'm not holding my breath, I would absolutely love to turn in that card. And that probably symbolizes and foreshadows where I have him on that big board update. And that's what we're going to dive into in the next segment. We're going to take a look at the last player that I got to watch, Owusu Koromoa, the linebacker out of Notre Dame, as well as sharing that big board update and tell you guys where these guys slotted in terms of the tiers. And while we've got you, make sure to come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MVP and you can find the page at Locked On Rams. Folks, are you having any car troubles? Do you ever go outside to find your car tires flat or your car won't start? Well, you should absolutely check out rockauto.com for your service needs. 
They're a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You heard me correctly. That is 20 years. We know there's no better time than right now to support family-owned businesses, so we should probably try our best to actually do that. And if you are a do-it-yourselfer or a professional, and you're simply looking for reliably low prices, you should go check out Rock Auto. All you have to do is go to their website and check out all of their available parts. They have pretty much everything you can imagine, and if your car needs it, they've probably got it. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the second segment of this Big Board Thursday update episode that we're having here at the Locked On Rams podcast. I appreciate you guys for making it to the second segment here. And we're going to pick right back up where we left off from the first segment. There's one more player for us to dive into in terms of one more guy that I got to watch and share my notes on here. Then we're going to take a look at the big board Thursday update. And obviously all three players had to be slotted into a certain tier that I kind of broke down on last Thursday's episode. You could probably take a guess on where I'm going to take some of these guys and place them because of you know, just the notes. If I have more questions on guys, probably going to be a little bit lower. But with that being said, we're going to dive right into Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, the linebacker out of Notre Dame. And from now on, I'm just going to call him Joke or J-O-K. Going to be a lot easier than pronouncing all his names. So this guy has every reason to be a top 15 pick, an absolute star. I am not holding my breath whatsoever that he's going to even drop out of the first round. You know, the Rams are probably not going to have a damn chance in hell to even think about grabbing a guy like Joke. So not going to be a very realistic possibility, but I wanted to watch him just to get a gauge of what some of the top end linebackers in this class look like and how I can compare some of the guys that may be in the range that the Rams draft. Guys like Jabril Cox, maybe a Jameen Davis, you know, another name that a lot of Rams fans are talking about, Dylan Moses. I want to be able to kind of compare them to what the elite of this class looks like. And so that is why I watched Obusu Koromoa. And the guy's an absolute stud. He's got every reason to go top 10, top 15, like I mentioned. Even as an off-ball linebacker, you got to be so good at the coverage aspect of your game. Otherwise, you're just not going to be worth that early pick. We've seen Isaiah Simmons last year, a very similar talent in terms of so athletic. Do they play safety? Do they play linebacker? Do they play nickel? Do they play a little bit of everything? And the answer is probably the last one, the latter, a little bit of everything. That's how talented and versatile they are. So the guy has insane play speed, a true sideline to sideline linebacker, absurd closing speed. As you can probably tell, speed is kind of the theme here and reoccurring theme, physical and very violent and plays the game the right way for a linebacker, clearly does not shy away from contact, does a good job reading his keys in the running game, and he's willing to stick his nose in the running game, has some of the most versatility in this draft class can play linebacker, strong safety, nickel, etc. Capable blitzer who goes all out on his blitzing attempts. Big hitter who can do a bit of a better job of breaking down ball carriers just to be a little bit more safe and sure of a tackler. Legitimate weapon on the defensive side of the ball. This guy is going to be a massive addition to any defense that adds him. So much ability and coverage. So much sideline to sideline ability. His closing speed is absolutely rare. I think you can move him all around as a chess piece on your defense. And ultimately, the team that does draft him He's going to get an absolute superstar, in my opinion. Probably not going to be the Rams, like I mentioned. I don't think he's going to even drop out of the top maybe 25 picks. Definitely not out of the first round. So obviously a very, very long shot that he would somehow get to number 57. But 
talking about the tiers now. I want to slot these guys into certain places in these tiers. And Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa going to land in tier one for me. He's actually the number one prospect on my draft board right now. Takes over that number one spot from offensive tackle Christian Derisaw. Think the guy's a star. I would actually even consider trading up for him if somehow he does drop to, you know, the 32nd pick, the 33rd, 34th, 35th. If we go through the Thursday night, the very first night, the first round of the draft, and he's still on the board, I would absolutely consider trading up from 57 to maybe get up to, you know, 33, 34, 35. One of those first few picks in the second round to get a talent like that. That's how much I value his skill set. That's how special of a talent I think he is. And I try to reserve that special tag for players that I really, really think deserve it. This guy is a star. Number one prospect on my LA Rams big board right now. So so probably explains to you just how high I am on the guy. Going to Aziz Ojulari, the edge from Georgia. He also slots into tier one. So clearly another guy that I value a ton. He's actually going to take over the third spot in tier one. And, you know, I don't expect him to be available either. Now, there are a lot of different edge rushers in this class. Could potentially find his way out of round one, maybe in the back end of round one. It's really going to depend on what teams want out of their edge rushers in this class. A lot of different flavors. You have a Quiddy Pay, you have a Jalen Phillips, a Gregory Rousseau, Aziz Ojolari. So many different kind of edge rushers. Some guys are maybe better in terms of what they can offer right now, like an Ojolari maybe a little bit better potential in some other guys like a Jason Owe, a Gregory Rousseau, a guy that can kick inside and outside like a Rousseau, a huge body, obviously. You know, there's so many different flavors of edge rushers. So I wouldn't be shocked to see Ojulari maybe make his way towards the 30s or outside of the first round. And again, he would be a guy that I would definitely be willing to trade up for. I think he could be slotted right across a guy like Leonard Floyd and would give you a lot of what Dante Fowler gave the Rams, except I do think Ojulari is a little bit better of a pass rusher and is a little bit more violent of a player, a little bit more physical, can bring a little bit more to the running game. So definitely think he could add a lot to the defense as well. Would obviously form a very nice duel at edge rusher across from Leonard Floyd. Then you obviously have Aaron Donald in between, grabbing three, four blockers damn near every snap. So would form a very formidable trio as a pass rushing unit. I love Ojulari's game. Not holding my breath once again that he's going to make it to the Rams pick, but a guy that I would absolutely consider trading up for if he does find his way a little bit lower than what most people expect. Going on to the last name here, Elijah Molden, the cornerback slash safety out of Washington. I also slotted him in tier one, though he is the very last name on tier one. Thought about putting him in tier two at the top, but still a very solid player. I think you can pretty much encapsulate his game as, you know, this guy is maybe not going to be special in any one regard, but a guy who could just do a lot of different things very well, going to give you a lot of versatility, going to do a lot of things very well, very solid tackler, very solid in coverage, can play zone coverage, can play man coverage, can line up at safety, can line up at nickel, just so safe of a player in my opinion. Now, don't really think he's going to be as good as a guy like Asante Samuel Jr., which is why he's going to come in five or six spots below and is just at the end of tier one. Wouldn't be surprised to see him drop a little bit more in the future episodes when we get to watch more guys. But, you know, ultimately, Molden, I think, is a legitimate possibility at 57. I think he's going to probably be around for the Rams at that pick. And they did interview him pre-draft. So there's obviously some sort of interest there from the Rams and general manager Les Need, And that's obviously a very important factor because going into the next segment, we're going to talk about Dane Brugler's mock draft, a seven-round mock for the entire NFL He actually has the Rams potentially selecting Elijah Molden. So it's going to be fun to break that down and actually take a look at where he has certain players available at which picks. 
And while we've got you, make sure to keep checking back in with us here at the Locked on Rams podcast, especially for tomorrow's episode. It's going to be another mailbag episode here at the Locked on Rams pod. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and the NHL are in full swing, and BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline even has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's also the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. You just gotta go head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. That's betonline.ag. April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars for their team. Follow the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment of this Thursday episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. As always, I appreciate you guys for getting to this third segment here and sticking around with me. And this is probably the most interesting segment here of this podcast, in my opinion. We're going to dive into the Athletics' Dane Brugler's seven-round mock draft. He did a mock draft for every single pick in the NFL this year. God bless him because I can't even imagine how long this took to put together How many guys he must have forgot to draft in certain places? That is probably the worst thing about mock drafts is you go through 10, 15, 20, 25 picks, whatever the case is, and you forget you didn't actually slot a player somewhere, and then you have to kind of squeeze them in, and it just becomes a disaster after that. So imagine making 250-ish picks. That just sounds like an absolute disaster. God bless the guy for doing that. So we're going to dive into what he has for the Rams here. And not only that, but I also want to take a look at just which players he has in which ranges, because that's going to be important, sort of because they may very well be available at those picks. Dane is very plugged into the NFL. He knows where certain guys are going. For example, he stated that Quinn Miners, the guard slash center that the Rams have now interviewed and met with twice from Wisconsin Whitewater, is going to go within the top 64 picks. He thinks he's going to be a top two round pick for sure. So, you know, certain things like that we have to make note of. So, Diving into what he has for the Rams here at number 57, Elijah Molden, like I mentioned, the cornerback slash safety out of Washington. We talked about what he brings to the table. And when I look at some of the other names available near or around this pick, Jalen Mayfield, the tackle or guard out of Michigan, Peyton Turner, edge rusher out of Houston, Rondale Moore, a guy that I've talked about on here, as well as Mayfield, wide receiver out of Purdue, Dylan Radins, a tackle or guard out of North Dakota State, another name that I have talked about here, all guys that I'm very high on and ultimately... I think I would go elsewhere with that pick, maybe a Raidens, maybe a Rondale Moore, but it is very interesting to see what he has available at that spot. At number 88 for the Rams in the third round goes with Wyatt Davis, the offensive guard out of Ohio State, and this is a very interesting pick to me. I love this pick, actually. Wyatt Davis seems like a very good player. Haven't gotten to personally deep dive into him, but I have seen a lot of people talk very highly about him, as well as the PFF draft guide, quite high on him, so like that pick. And I obviously love adding someone to that interior offensive line. Looking at some of the other names there, Aleem McNeil, defensive tackle out of NC State. Tutu Atwell, wide receiver out of Louisville, who obviously the Rams have some interest in. They have met with him pre-draft. Jamar Johnson, the safety out of Indiana. Kendrick Green, a guy we've talked about many times on here, center out of Illinois. Dwayne Eskridge, wide receiver, Western Michigan. Again, another guy we've talked about on here. The Rams have met with him as well. So interesting to see what he has in this range. Moving on to the next pick for the Rams, same round, right before the fourth round at number 103, 
He's got the Rams going. James Hudson, offensive tackle from Cincinnati. Incredibly raw player. Looked very good at the Senior Bowl. Super athletic. I mean, this is Bruce Campbell all over again. If you guys recall who that was many years ago, was drafted by the Oakland Raiders at the time quite highly because of his dominant combine performance. I think Hudson is similar. He used to play defensive tackle, so he's got some reps where he just looks horrendous, and I don't know what he's doing, but again, very raw. He's going to need to be taught not to do those things. He's going to need to be taught what to do, but he does ooze that athleticism. You still see it on the tape, the very high-end reps. You've seen it at the Senior Bowl. Looked very good on certain reps. Looked very ugly on other ones. And then, like I mentioned in Ojulari's breakdown in the first segment, Ojulari did not do much in that playoff game against James Hudson. When James Hudson was playing in that game, James Hudson was doing a very good job holding down that left side. And as soon as he got kicked out of the game, can't recall for what reason, it was definitely an ejection. That left tackle, his backup got absolutely eaten up. So definitely speaks to some of the quality that he has there. Now, looking at some of the other names in this range, Chas the linebacker out of North Carolina, Drew Dahlman, the center, Stanford, Quincy Roche, edge rusher out of Miami, Probably the biggest names there. Maybe Rashad Weaver, the edge rusher out of Pittsburgh as well. And one more name that we have talked about on here as well. Anthony Schwartz, the wide receiver out of Auburn. So it looks like the Rams would go tackle at that spot. I don't mind that pick. Definitely a nice developmental guy after Andrew Whitworth, depending on when Big Whit actually calls it a career, which seems like it's just never going to happen at this point. At number 141 in the fourth round, he has the Rams going Cameron Sample, the edge out of Tulane. And I love this pick. I talked about it. On one of the Mock Draft Monday episodes in the past week or two, I can't recall when, somebody drafted Cam Sample in their draft and I talked about how high I was on him. I love this guy. He was absolutely dominant in every single metric across the board according to PFF last season at Tulane. Goes to the Senior Bowl, dominated the offensive lineman at the Senior Bowl, can play tackle, can play edge. This guy can move all up and down your defensive line. A little bit too small to play defensive tackle all the time, full-time. Maybe not as athletic as you want your edge rusher or your full-time edge rusher to be, but has a way to win. And he's very active with his hands, dominated his competition, dominated the competition at the Senior Bowl, just keeps making plays. I love guys like that. I would love to get a player like that at the end of round four. Someone that's going to come into your program, has all that production behind him. That is a home run pick in my opinion. You look at some of the other names in this range, Sean Wade, the cornerback out of Ohio State, James Wiggins, safety out of Cincinnati. Talanoa Hufanga, another safety out of USC. Ardarius Washington, another safety out of TCU. Tony Fields, the linebacker out of West Virginia that the Rams recently met with for a pre-draft meeting with Zoom. You know, not that many names that are super intriguing at this spot. Obviously, it's kind of late, and I love the Cameron Sample pick. Now, moving on to the final two picks for the Rams, one of which is in the sixth round, one of which is in the seventh round. The sixth round pick at number 209, has the Rams going Frank Darby, wide receiver out of Arizona State. And again, I love this pick. You know, Darby was a guy that went to the Senior Bowl, looked very good at the Senior Bowl. He was doing a good job stacking cornerbacks, working vertical, working his routes, getting open. Is still just a six-round pick. He doesn't have the pressure of walking in and needing to be a starter or anything like that. So love the pick at this spot. And the Rams obviously have interviewed like 12 receivers, it feels like at this point. I think it's legitimately six or seven maybe pre-draft for those zoom meetings and probably going to result in taking a receiver at some point so i like the day three receiver i think it makes a lot of sense not that many intriguing names at this point in the draft so i do like adding a guy like darby here 
And then working to the last pick that he has, the Rams taking at number 252. Another name that I have talked about here, another guy that went to the Senior Bowl and actually looked pretty decent at the Senior Bowl, linebacker KJ Britt out of Auburn. We're talking about a seventh round pick here. Not going to be all that many options. It is one of the last picks in the draft. KJ Britt, I think, did not do all that well in terms of the tape at Auburn. Probably not if you're this late of a pick. But again, another guy that went to the Senior Bowl. Another guy that I thought looked very good at the Senior Bowl in terms of his versatility. He looked good as a pass rusher. Had some pass coverage reps where didn't look totally out of place, but clearly not his strong suit. And then in the 7-on-7s, the 11-on-11s, the team periods, looked relatively decent in run defense too. So I like that dart throw at this spot. The Rams are obviously very thin at inside linebacker. One of the worst groups in the entire NFL. The depth chart is incredibly bare. Makes sense to add a guy in that room, even if he doesn't contribute right out of the gate. All in all, I really like this haul by Dane. Would change a little bit, obviously, like I mentioned earlier. Probably wouldn't go Molden at 57. Maybe go with a Dylan Radins and someone else or a Rondale Moore, which kind of changes the rest of the draft too. But I love a lot of the picks. Wyatt Davis, James Hudson, intriguing. Cameron Sample, love that pick. Frank Darby, like that pick as well. KJ Britt, another solid pick there at the end. I thought this was a great job by Dane. Going to be very interesting to see some of these players, where they're going to be available when the draft actually comes around. Very intrigued to see how that works out. So solid job by Dane. Very fun to get to dive into that and take a look at some of the trends that are developing in that mock draft. That is all we got for you guys on this Thursday episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. As always, I appreciate you guys for listening through another episode here with me, your host, Sosa Kremenges. Make sure to keep checking back in with us. Tomorrow, we're going to host our mailbag episode at the Locked on Rams pod. And just a reminder, come connect with us on Twitter. You can find me at QB's MVP and you can find the page at Locked on Rams. Please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.